Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. This is the place for senior school leaders to discover innovative ideas and actionable tips that are going to help to strengthen their school's income streams and secure its future. My name's Juliette Corbett and I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in independent schools. So thanks for joining me today and let's get started on this week's episode. Hi and welcome to this episode all about embedding a culture of strategic thinking in your school. So some of you may remember that back in episodes 12 to 16, I explored various elements of strategy and strategic thinking. And I made the case back then that given the pandemic and the fast pace of change, combined with the high levels of uncertainty we're seeing at the moment, it was increasingly difficult to create a strategy or a strategic plan which is going to be realistically useful over a period of three to five years. The time frame for strategy has shortened due to this high level of uncertainty and rapid change. And in that kind of environment, it's this quality of strategic thinking in your organisation which can make a really big difference to how quickly you can respond to opportunities and threats during this challenging time. Now, I spoke back then about what strategic thinking is, and I presented the five elements of strategic thinking and also a framework called strategic thinking in three dimensions, both of which you can explore by looking at those previous episodes which are all linked in the episode notes for this episode. What I wanted to explore this time, though, is slightly different. It's about the idea of a culture of strategic thinking, not so much about what that actually looks like on an individual level, but what does that look like on a school level? What can you do to embed that culture of strategic thinking in your school? So I created a research report back in 2018 called Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools. And although many things have changed since 2018, it's surprising actually a lot of what I was saying back then is highly relevant still now. And I was talking then about the importance of a culture of strategic thinking. My research showed that many, many of the senior leaders that I interviewed felt that staff in UK independent schools do not really have a good understanding of what strategic thinking is or indeed why it's important. And it's interesting to note that that is actually mirrored by other research across a whole variety of corporate sectors where they also found a lack of understanding of strategic thinking. The really big difference was in those corporates organisations, the majority of those organisations were seeking to actively improve the strategic thinking skills of their staff while they were thinking about their professional development programmes and how they were coaching and, and encouraging that level of strategic thinking. Whereas my research found that within the independent school sector, at least here in the UK, strategic thinking skills isn't really the focus of specific professional development activities, staff training, preparation for leadership training often only mentions it in passing as well. So I think this is a really missed, big missed opportunity for many schools. So schools that could enhance their strategic thinking by thinking about how to embed that in their inset days, so staff training days, or their leadership training sessions, um, strategy sessions for governors, etc, etc. 
If you can deepen the strategic thinking skills within your school, that will allow you to develop and then implement strategies which can strengthen your position in an increasingly competitive sector. Now, that's something I said back in 2018 in my report, and it is as important today in the environment we're working in, given the COVID-19 pandemic. So what can you do if you decide you want to strengthen your culture of strategic thinking in your school? Well, firstly, I want to say it is really difficult to change culture. It's inherently challenging to change it because it is embedded across an organisation and it's continually reinforced by individual behaviour. So it is quite difficult to change, but that's not to say you can't do anything to change it. Generally speaking, it's largely accepted that one of the most effective ways to change your organisation's culture is for the leaders to role model the desired new behaviours and to then reinforce that by ensuring that all of the other elements of the way that you're leading and managing your school are also reinforcing seeing those new behaviours in staff across the school. So there's an academic called Edgar Schein. He created some really seminal work on culture and he identified a very long-wingedly described six primary culture-embedding mechanisms, a bit of a, a mouthful, typical academic language. But these six primary areas are ways that you can think about how can you change your leadership behaviour in order to encourage a change in organisational culture. So interestingly, two academics called Goldman and Casey actually used Edgar Schein's six primary culture embedding mechanisms. Yep, still a mouthful. They repurposed those to think specifically about the culture of strategic thinking. So what I did in my research report was to adapt those again into a school setting. So what would work within an independent school setting? Now, the references for all of those things are in the report, which is downloadable if you go to the link on the episode notes for this episode. And I'll give you that link at the end. Also in that report is a bit more detail. So I'm going to give you a really quick overview of these six mechanisms and some ideas for what you can do within each of these six areas. But if you want more detail, then do dive into the report. So the first of Shine's culture embedding mechanisms is all about what's focused on and measured. So here it's about how you set your targets, your KPIs, your goals, whatever terminology you use in your school. Do those goals accurately reflect what you're actually trying to focus on in your strategy? And do they encourage strategic thinking? So, for example, if you regularly review and discuss some of the external changes that are happening in the environment that might be long term, so that could be things to do with the way society is changing, to do with the way that technology is changing. If you actually build that in on a semi-regular basis into meetings and open discussion of these trends, you're reinforcing the idea that we focus on these types of things. And that helps people to widen their perspective and think more strategically about the future. When it comes to measurement, it's about things like ensuring that your KPIs and your targets and your goals are actually measuring the things that you've identified as being 
important within your strategy. They're not measuring things which were important five years ago. They're measuring things which are important now and which you feel are your primary focus in terms of where you're focusing your efforts and your energies. And that's what strategy is all about, all about that focus. So by putting these kinds of things onto agendas and for meetings and by ensuring your goals and your KPIs are aligned to those key strategic points, that's how you ensure that what's focused on and measured helps to reinforce this idea of strategic thinking. The second culture embedding mechanism is around the basis for resource allocation. This is all about how you allocate all resource, but particularly financial resource. So it's ensuring that your budgets are really focusing resources on the activities which you're prioritising to deliver the school strategy. And then explaining to people why these things are being prioritised in budgets, because these are areas that you really want to focus on. And by reinforcing that message, you're re-encouraging people to continue to use their own strategic thinking skills to understand how that applies within their team. You also want to encourage people to trial new ideas, which actually may not be necessary right now, but might be necessary to prepare you for success in the next five years or so. So, for example, to give an example that pulls these things together, it might be that there is a technology based idea. So something to do with your IT infrastructure, your systems an idea that comes to the fore which a few teachers really want to try out but they don't have the budget for. So one example would be saying, yes, we know budgets have to be very carefully allocated, especially at the moment, but we are going to put some budget into trialling this particular technology solution with a small group of people to do a kind of a pilot or a trial and error process. And the reason that we're prioritising this in our budget is because we feel it's important to strategically prepare for our future. And it's as much in the communication of that of that decision as it is in actually allocating budget to it. It's communicating to people why that's important. So that's an example for how your basis for resource allocation can reinforce the importance of strategy and strategic thinking in your school. The third of Shine's culture embedding mechanisms is about the basis for hiring and promotion. And here it's about being clear to communicate to people what is strategic thinking and go back to those previous episodes if you're not sure yourself. What is strategic thinking? Which jobs is this going to be really essential for? And I would argue that more jobs than you might initially think of where strategic thinking is important. Building it into selection criteria when you're interviewing for new staff, so building it into job descriptions, selection criteria, questioning within interviews building it into your leadership development training, building it into your annual appraisal system. So it's really clear to people that there is a clear understanding of what strategic thinking is, who it's important to, and how you're going to measure that in terms of the hiring and promotion decisions within your school. The fourth area is about what's modelled and coached. And this is quite similar to the first in terms of what's focused on, but it's actually about individual leaders of departments role modelling and coaching their teams to think strategically. So one way you can do this is by using the strategic thinking in three dimensions framework, which I spoke about in previous episodes. 
in team meetings. So you train people on what that framework means for them. And then you build it into regular team meetings. Say someone comes up with a new idea, you say, okay, that's a really interesting idea. Let's think about that from the three dimensions of strategic thinking. And you work through each of the three dimensions together in the meeting. It role models and coaches people in this approach to strategic thinking. And it shows people how important it is that they themselves are doing this thinking on their own, not just expecting leaders to do it on their behalf. The other thing you can do, and I I feel really strongly about this, you often have people in your school who are high performers, who are potentially going to be going on to really great things in their career, but you want to give them things and activities which are going to stretch them, that are going to continue to engage them. You may actually enable to be able to encourage them to stick around with you for a couple more years than they may have done otherwise, because they can see they're being stretched, they're giving opportunities to develop their skill sets beyond something that they're already comfortable with. So those high performers, you're always looking for stretch assignments for them. And I think projects which require strategic thinking skills are really great to give to those high performers. It enables them to develop a skill set which is highly prized generally in terms of how it's going to promote their career going forwards. And those high performers can have a real impact on you and your school while they're still with you in terms of their ability to role model to others around them, their strategic thinking skills. So that's something to think about as well. The fifth area, the fifth culture embedding mechanism is thinking about the basis for rewards and status. So in the school environment, this could involve embedding some questions around strategic thinking skills and the development of those skills into annual appraisals, development plans and so on for those staff where you feel it's appropriate. And as I said before, that's not just the senior leadership team. That is any member of staff where you really need them to be thinking strategically, which is almost all of your staff, I would say. And the other way that you can reinforce this basis for rewards and status is by publicly recognising individuals or teams where you're seeing great examples of strategic thinking in action. And when you spot those happening within the school, really publicly praise those people. You're giving them a public kind of pat on the back, a reward, a status for having showcased those strategic thinking skills. It just encourages others to realise, okay, other people are doing it. I need to get on board with this too. And in doing that, what you're doing is reinforcing this positive cycle of people seeing others think strategically and then doing it themselves as well. The sixth and final culture embedding mechanism is all about how your school reacts to crises and events that crop up unexpectedly. And the pandemic definitely comes into this category. There's a really big sense that an organisation's culture is really laid bare when you analyse how it responds to an unexpected event or crisis. So The great, great example for this is is looking back at how your school responded to the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, when it really did feel like crisis time. What happened? Which team stepped forward and really ran with this idea that they had to adapt and, and be agile in their thinking and what they were doing? Which teams really struggled? Not with the idea of blaming, but with the idea of openly discussing, okay, so what can we do differently? 
What skills do we need to put in place? What policies really got in our way? What really held us back? All of those things, openly discuss what happened. Think about it from different points of view with open questioning. Don't jump to assumptions. And that process can be really helpful in role modelling a more strategic way forward and encouraging strategic thinking skills. So that's a little bit of thought around how to embed a culture of strategic thinking in your school. Now, if you want to have a look at the report, then the link is in the episode notes for this episode. So if you jump to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash 021, You'll find the episode notes for this week because this is episode 21. So it's slash 021 at the end. And in there, you'll find links to the various other episodes I've done on strategy and strategic thinking and also to the Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools report. So I work with schools and I help leaders to develop their own strategic thinking skills. I also do staff training for teachers and staff and non-academic staff with regards to how strategic thinking is an important part of their role too. So if you want to get in touch about any of that, then please do. My email is also on the episode notes. Fantastic. As always, get in touch if you have any feedback or thoughts on other topics you'd like me to cover. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye then. So that's it for today. And thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. If you want to make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash sign up. There you can also explore the various ways that I help independent schools to strengthen their income streams and secure their future. Fantastic. See you next time then.